Welcome to Dice Camera Action in Audio Form. I'm Greg Tito, host of Dragon Talk. Chris Perkins is the dungeon master for the amazing group of adventurers known as the Waffle Crew. They've been broadcasting on twitch.tv slash dnd at 4 p.m. Pacific time every Tuesday for a while, but we wanted to give fans who prefer to listen in audio form a way to follow their adventures. We're going back to the start of the Waffle Crew's adventures in Barovia and the greater Sword Coast area and publishing them all on this new podcast feed. Going forward, we'll be releasing weekly episodes pulled from the live stream here on the Dice Camera Action RSS. For more information on the Waffle Crew or Dice Camera Action, go to dnd.wizards.com dca or head to the Dice Camera Action wiki at dicecamerraaction.gamepedia.com for full episode recaps and information about all the NPCs, guest appearances, and adopted pets of the party. For this episode, we'll pick up right when Chris Perkins says hello to the crew. Enjoy this suboptimal party. Hey, everybody. Yeah. Welcome back. Dice camera action. Maybe. I yes. want to play. Yes, and if you're here for the first time, this is a yeah. D&D live stream game on Twitch, and we have fun every Tuesday. Our uh, fabulous regular crew of players, a.k.a. the Waffle Crew. Um, since a lot of you might be joining the game for the first time, and this is the kickoff to season two, we thought it would be um, a good idea to have everybody just reintroduce themselves and reintroduce their characters. So let's start with, oh, let's say Holly, since in alphabetical <laughs> order, she appears first. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> um, so yeah, hi, everyone. I'm Commander Holly. Um, my character is Strix. She is a tiefling sorcerer. Um, she's very afraid of everything. Um, she's really dirty. She has a lot of garbage all over her and like stuff that she collected, including a hag heart. And uh, she's also got a tiny cranium rat whose name is Stinky. And she's currently in possession of a puppet with the uh, best <laughs> soul of a vampire lord in it. <laughs> so uh, yeah, there you go. That's, that's her. All right, Jared. Hi, I'm Jared Knabenbauer, also known as Pro Jared on the internet, and I'll be playing my character D.S. Woodrow, who is a human rogue who's had something of a rough life <laughs> growing up and as of late. However, he is still quite pragmatic, the glue that holds the Waffle Crew together, and will stop at nothing to protect his friends. Anna. I'm Anna Prosser Robinson, Anna Prosser on the internet, and I play Evelyn who is a um, very short but very strong blonde curly-haired cherub paladin. And uh, she is uh, very, very optimistic. She likes things very clean. In fact, she really doesn't like anything to be dirty. And I think that's mostly because she is um, very reverent about beauty in the world and sees beauty in everything because she is a devout servant of the Morning Lord Lathander. Uh, so she sees the good in everything to a fault um, and kind of thinks the world revolves around her and that she thinks everything is going to go right all the time. Awesome. And Nate. Hey, I'm uh, Nathan Sharp, also known as Nate Wants to Battle on the internet. And uh, my character is Paulton. He is a human bard. He is an entertainer, fan of music, a uh, fan of the drink. Uh, voices in his head, voices in his enemy's head, impromptu. <laughs> uh, great with kids, apparently. Slightly shady past with vampires that he doesn't really like to talk about. Part Batman, part Deadpool, and he has fun. So, <laughs> All right. And I am your dungeon master for today, 
And you should tell them why we're the Waffle Crew, because everyone will always ask. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a mistake. Well, it, isn't because, it isn't because you eat waffles. No. It's certainly not that. Yes. Yet. It, yes. As, as happens with a lot of D&D names, when the company doesn't come up with a name or doesn't can't really think of a name, one name just sort of vents <laughs> itself. And uh, I honestly, I honestly don't remember the circumstances which led to the creation of the Waffle Crew name. Does anybody remember? It was the initial campfire. It yeah. was a oh, joke that just yes. stuck for some reason. It was like, let's yes. go to that town. I hear they got waffles. waffles. That was it. That yes. was it. It was literally just like, what does our party have in common? I like waffles. You like waffles? Sweet. Let's go where there's good waffles. Yes. We were just going to go get brunch. That was it. Mm-hmm. I love brunch, and we still haven't had any, so thanks, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> we were close one time. We're so close. Yeah, but then we burned the whole place down. <laughs> when the waffle crew finally gets waffles, it will be a, mo- a momentous day and a momentous yeah. event. Still yeah. won't eat them. Strix won't eat them. I like how every time we don't get waffles, I imagine the scene is we're walking away and behind us, the location's on fire. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty much it, yeah. There's usually fire and waffles involved in any situation. (laughs) So you guys have been following a road out of Barovia for some time. And as you do... uh, and uh, most of you were walking, but uh, Evelyn, you do have the ability, and I believe you did actually summon your celestial steed. Morning, who looks sick now because yeah. she's on stupid Barovia. Exactly. No, morning. Longer, no longer a skeletal, emaciated creature uh, with fire, with pinpoints of fire burning in its eyes. Now it's a brilliant, silvery white celestial steed. Mm-hmm. Um, Hate it. With mane and tail like fire in the sunlight. Yes. And as you've been making your way down this road, you see that uh, it kind of starts to disappear under a thin layer of snow, and it gets gradually cooler and cooler um, as you leave. And uh, But the, the forest isn't quite so claustrophobic and not so haunting as it used to be. Uh, when you look behind you, you kind of half expect to see the Bellinock Mountains of Barovia, but they're gone now. In fact, it's almost as if the mountains have moved no longer at your back, but ahead of you, uh, above the treetops, you can see tall, icy spires. Um, but this is still a, a coniferous forest, and after about uh, half day's travel, you're up to your ankles in snow. And, and feeling the chill. You're, you're in the cold, cold regions of God knows where. Am I, as a point of interest, am I still wearing those uh, really dark, like, brocade, vampire looking clothes that I had to trade in my nice Evelyn clothes for? Yeah. That's really annoying me at this point. Like, that's been a low priority before. <laughs> But now that we've got Stroud under control and Morning Glory's back to normal, like I'm just like very obviously kind of picking at my clothes. And I'm like, do you guys think we could stop at a store or something? Well, we all need to. I don't think any of us are prepared to handle this kind of weather. I'm wearing sandals. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) I'm really cold. You should ride on Morning Glory. Come up here with me. No, I hate that horse now. No, why? She loves you. Look, Morning Glory, don't you love Strix? Yeah, she says she does. (laughs) Does anyone know exactly where we are, if there's a town up ahead at all? 
I'm not familiar with these parts. Uh, none of this area, none of this winterland, uh, woodland that you find yourself in seems immediately familiar. Um, Strix doesn't remember the last time she was in snow quite this deep. Well, actually, you do, up in Solenka Pass. <laughs> yeah, very recently. Yeah, in fact, very, very recently. Um, and, you, and Strix is probably sort of wondering, did we actually leave Barovia? <laughs> is it gone? We never leave Barovia. <sighs> it was too good to be true. Yes. Uh, you do not feel the, the pervasive sense of dread. However, the cold has taken its place. After a few more hours, it seems like the road has just completely vanished. And you're Hello. just going through the snowy woods. Oh. Evelyn, why don't you use your boots and fly up above yeah. the trees? See if you can uh, yes, and while she does that, if anybody wants to make a uh, survival skill check to get bearings. Sure. Survival. I have, yep. none, I have none of don't that. Have, if you don't have survival, <laughs> don't bother making the roll. Okay. Wow. Damn. Dang. DC 20 it is. <laughs> oh, crap, 20. <laughs> Wait, did we just, the first roll was a 20? No. Yes. No, no, it was 18 plus 2. Oh, okay. oh, because my first roll was, guess what? It's Welcome to the Waffle Crew. <laughs> oh, well. Even though I don't have the survival skill, my first roll of the season is, in fact... Oh. All right. oh my gosh, this means something. It it's like we're making it up. Yep. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, well... I'm not. Uh, Evelyn, when you sort of flutter up over the trees, you can see that you are in the middle of what looks like an expansive evergreen forest uh, that goes all the way up to uh, the rocky foothills of an enormous mountain range that lies in the direction you're currently walking. Um, there are also mountains to the north or to your left and to your right. You feel like um, in every direction there are practically mountains uh, and uh, behind you you just see forest the likes of which you've never seen in terms of its size and breadth. I flutter back down and I say, I have never seen a place like this before, but there are just heaps and heaps of mountains and trees, and that's just about all I can see. Well, that's not good. No, it's not. <laughs> but at least we're in it together. Yeah. You also think you could make out um, ahead in the direction you're headed uh, off in the distance. There's some sort of break in the woods that might indicate the passage of a river or something. Uh, but uh, you can't actually see the river unless you would, were to go up considerably higher. By the time you get back down and inform your friends what you've seen, um, Diath and Paulton have kind of stumbled upon some tracks through the snow. Oh. And when you put your two heads together, you think that they might be elk or moose tracks. And they're moving parallel to the direction you're going, suggesting they came from the same direction as you. Oh, interesting. Well, if there's a river nearby, we should head towards that, because if nothing else, if we find nothing, we could try to set up, set up some kind of shelter there, and having fresh water would help a lot. Yep. And there's animals nearby. There's something to eat. Mm -hmm. Are we going to have to climb inside of them? <laughs> I wasn't going to go right for that. Are you volunteering? I mean, it's not that weird. <laughs> hmm. Worry right. about the meat part first. All right. Yep. All right, let's, okay. uh, let's try to follow these tracks. If we're heading towards that river, it may not be a bad idea to get there and get some refreshments. Maybe look for animals to hunt. Yeah. Or if bees, set up some shelter for the night. Very good. 
Okay, you travel for an hour. And after an hour, I need you all to make constitution saving throws. <laughs> oh my gosh. I need, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go in chronological or numerical order. So just gonna work my way up. Oh okay, so Anna Evelyn did not make hers, I take it. I uh, no. I got a seven. Okay. Six. Six. Wow. <laughs> uh, 11. Paulton, save us. Okay, good. Uh, Paulton, you are the only one who does not begin to succumb to the extreme cold. Uh, the rest of you, however, uh, do begin to suffer its effects. And uh, you feel a, sort of a wave of exhaustion coming on and your limbs start to... Uh, uh, not want to move uh, as well as you would like, and they, uh, your appendages start to go numb. So unless your name is Paulton, your speed is now halved. All right. It's, it's the wine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you see you see Paulton taking little shots of his, uh, his, uh, his uh, Barovian wine. I don't understand why everyone's so slow. Like, y'all ain't even. <laughs> <laughs> I, can I light something on fire? Like, like to keep me warm? Uh, yeah, what are you thinking? Oh, what do I have? Hmm. Uh, can I just, like, pull, like, a piece of my robe off? <laughs> tie it around a stick and light it on fire? Yeah, you can make, do a makeshift torch if you there like. You yeah, and that's light cool. that up. Uh, that will certainly keep you warm all right i could just um, call down some sear and smite from lathander and just like burn all these free no, we're okay <laughs> do it no, okay. don't do that everyone's gonna know where we are we don't even know what's here uh, well yeah. right. we'd be strong but uh, could be worse yeah, than that just relax just looks... <laughs> relax the worst is behind us we're just wrong strix the next scene you're all frozen like jack nicholson at the end. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right um the uh next hour passes i'd like you all to repeat the saving throw if you'd be so kind uh, constitution saving oh, throw. But I still have my stick. uh you do and you i'm going to give you advantage oh yay oh 18 that's better it is better oh for christ's sake <laughs> 13 for me that's a that's a 12 okay and paulton 18 okay uh none of you um suffer worsening effects in the next hour because right. we're all cuddling right at least evelyn's trying to make everyone cuddle if we're still uh with, within the forest evelyn could you maybe go chop yeah. off some branches with your axe and we can make some makeshift torches or something and we just have something nearby to keep us warm during all of this I've got just the thing. I take out Treebane and I just start like hacking things, flying right. around and hacking branches yeah. off. You hack off some nice branches. And uh, what are you using to make the the uh, burning part of the torches? Are we just going to make like a bonfire or are we still moving? Uh, we got to keep moving. Okay. I've got some more rags from my robe. She'll just like reach into her <laughs> robe and just tear it off and hold it up to her. Okay. I've got like an infinite supply of rags just trailing off. All right, yeah. So she's got some deeper gashes in her robes after she tears big long strips off and wraps them around the branches that Evelyn hacked off with treebane. And so you've each now got one of these flaming torches. And, does Morning Glory uh, generate heat? No. Nor does she seem to suffer any ill effects from this cold weather. And we don't need to we don't need to use it to light. We're trying to use it to get a little bit of warmth. Yeah, yeah. 
uh, without setting yourself on fire accidentally, of course. Uh, so uh, I'd like when a third hour passes and you're still trudging through the woods, I'd like you all to make another constitution saving throw. You all have advantage. Oh my gosh. Oh, thank God. <laughs> it is a one, so I'm okay. going to be taking advantage of that. <laughs> Here comes two, baby. There we go. 22. Good. Right. Excellent. Okay, I just want to point out that I also rolled a one. Okay. <laughs> I'm with advantage at 16. Very yeah, good. I, I got These 19. were my lucky dice. What's wrong? <laughs> I got 19, but I would also like to say that I rolled a three in there. <laughs> Uh, 13 for me. Okay. Uh, again, you guys are able to fight off the effects of the cold. It is around this time, and uh, it's still in the afternoon, and the sun is out, uh, and its uh, bright light is kind of streaming down onto the snow between the trees. You see um, sort of moving perpendicular to you, kind of ahead of you and about to cross in front of you, is a short, broad-shouldered figure who trudges through the snow in a, with a very awkward gait. It almost, it, he moves like somebody who has peg legs or feet. Murderbot short? Um, you know, bigger, <laughs> bigger than Murderbot. Okay. <laughs> and this figure, whatever it is, uh, you see that he's got a sort of an ice-coated beard, a big, thick beard. You think he might be a dwarf. And you also note that he's got a big pack on his back, and he's also carrying or trying to carry over his shoulder some kind of wrapped-up apparatus. And it's awkward and ungainly. And at one point, he just face plants Aww. right down into the snow. Aww. As soon as I see that, I flutter over and help him up. Okay. Oh, hey there, traveler. How are you doing? Let me just help you there. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Plus when you go greetings in the lot of Lathander. <laughs> Uh, when you go over to him and you sort of pick him up out face first off of the snow, <laughs> he spits out the snow, uh, gives you a quizzical look, and uh, sort of hastily looks over his shoulder uh, like he's afraid something is chasing after him. Oh, gosh. Don't worry. You're safe with us. We're the team that defeated Strahd by the blessings and light and help of the great morning Lord Lathander. I'm going to push the puppet more into my robes. <laughs> and uh, he looks up at you uh, uh, with some confusion, and you can see that um, just quickly glancing at him, he is definitely a dwarf. He's uh, obviously seen many, 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 many winters. Uh, much of his hair, has his black hair has turned gray. Um, and he's a very unkempt creature, but he is wearing a stuffed backpack with some pans and other things hanging off of it, almost like something like a prospector would lug around. And the uh, thing that he sort of dropped next to him, the apparatus, uh, some of the blankets fall away, and it looks like uh, crutches or something um, at first glance. You also notice that he doesn't seem to have any boots on, and he doesn't seem to have any feet. Oh, uh, and he says, Beware, uh, there are uh, orcs uh, in the pursuit. Uh. Orcs? Orcs. Well, really I'm sure glad you warned us. Aren't we lucky you came along? Come get warm by our fire here. Are these crutches yours? What are these for? You seem to get along just fine. He looks Stop. at your little sputtering torch and he says, You are calling that a fire. <laughs> <laughs> 
They're trying real hard. I mean, it is a fire, but... Uh, you can see he's having trouble getting up on his stumps by himself. So he kind oh. of uses, helps your, uses your help to uh, get back to his feet. By the time he does, none of you have to make any checks to see a rise up behind him, maybe 100 yards back, some dark, lumbering, fur-clad shapes appear. Oh, boy. Oh, can I make out how many there might be? Uh, you can see t- t- 10. That's a lot of orcs. That sure is what you do to anger 10 orcs. He says, I am a, a dwarf. Orcs oh. hate us. But did you s- steal something from them? He says... Prepare yourselves for war. Uh, okay. I pull up Morning Glory. This doesn't sound like our war. <laughs> Just and, throw uh, that out there. You see him pull out a uh, war hammer. Oh, jeez. I'm very impressed by that. I kind of give him a like one of those like, oh, nice. Like checking out his car kind of thing. Like, I see you. I see your war hammer. Right. Uh, I'll pull you up. Can't the, even walk. I pull up the short sword right away to show that you know I kind of stand with them. I also turn it on the last. Which way were you headed, friend? Were you seeking shelter? He says, "Yes, I was headed to the frozen lake. There's a ranger's a lodge there." Well, let's go there. Right. If this goes south, we retreat that way. He says, "Yes, south." All right. Yeah. I turned to Paulton <laughs> and I'm like. Oh, go ahead. Uh, when, you, when you look back, you see the orcs have stopped oh. uh, on that ridge, and they take what appear to be javelins off their back and stick them in the snow next to them. Uh-huh. It seems like, 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 they, like they are preparing to just, uh, you know, start hurling. Oh, no. Uh, get by the trees! All right, let's what roll What was that plan you said you had? Okay. okay. Cut the tree, and then I'll push it on them. <laughs> Oh, that's you a good one. Thank you. Uh, also, Paulton, don't forget you have a blessed weapon from our Lord Lefander to help you at your side. Oh, neat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What was that? Evelyn, what's your initiative? It is um, uh, seven. Strix. It's, it's, it's five. Ooh, DF. 18. All right. Paulton. Also 18. Okay. We'll assume DF is the A and Paulton is the B. So. Fair enough. Um, oh, and. A little faster than I thought. Okay. So DF, you are the first to react. What would you like to do? The orcs haven't hurled anything yet, but it's very clear that they're about to start whipping javelins at you. All right. Um, not forgetting the fact that I'm still a little frozen, so my movement speed is halved. That's correct. Uh, first thing I'm going to do is actually start climbing one of the nearby trees. Okay, now these are uh, basically evergreen trees, but a lot of their um, needles are kind of up at the top, so they kind of look like tall trunks with uh, old dead branches going up okay. 20, 30 feet before you get to any of the actual cover. Wait, it was how, how high up? I'm sorry. About, they range from about 20, 30 feet before you start getting up into the needles. All right. Um, you can see they're all, all the trees are sort of weighted with snow. Um, right. Okay. Well, I'll use my cunning action to dash climb then. Okay. 
so double my movement speed back up to normal. Okay. Uh, and then, yeah, I'll, I'll get up to there just to get any kind of height advantage. Yeah. Uh, okay. If there is a way to hide a little bit or anything I can use to disguise myself so that I'm not in plain sight, that'd be great. You do have, uh, if you, like you say, take the dash and use all the movement that you have, you can get up into some of the, uh, the lower cover and at least have some um, um, concealment. Okay, I'm going to do that. All right. Uh, would you like to do anything else or can you do anything else at this point? I don't think I can really okay. do much. Right. So, Paulton, you see your friend D.F. scurry up a tree. Okay. Uh, how, about how far are they? They're, they're still uh, a good distance away. Um, what I say actually meant 100 feet. They're about 100 feet away. Okay. Um... I'm going to go ahead and maybe just kind of take, there's like trees and stuff around. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to go, I'm going to cast invisibility on myself. Okay. Uh, you turn invisible. Uh, the only thing that gives you away is your breath and your footprints in the snow. Cool. And then can I also like get behind a tree? <clears throat> sure. Absolutely. Sweet. All right, so you deke behind a tree. So Paulton disappears, but you hear the crunching of snow as he stomps off behind a tree. <laughs> he did a leave. Yep. <laughs> Bye. All right, the dwarf. Uh, and he says, uh, he shouts at the orcs, I am not alone anymore. <laughs> not so easy a pickings after all. And then he gives you sort of a beaming smile. You can see a bunch of his teeth are missing. And <laughs> <laughs> looks like he's been hit in the face with a few rocks. Um, and uh, I give him that? an encouraging nod. <laughs> and uh, he looks at you and he says, Orcs uh, suck uh, at throwing the javelins. <laughs> They'll come to us soon enough. <laughs> and then uh, next you see the orcs start to hurl the javelins in your direction. Of course. Uh, one of them comes uh, right for Zog uh, and sl slams him right in the shoulder. But wait! <laughs> <laughs> I, I, uh, <laughs> I impose my protection fighting style on him, so I impose disadvantage on that attack. Okay, well, as it happens, the orcs already have disadvantage oh. because they are uh, at long range. Um, so, uh, despite your attempt to block it, somehow, uh, it gets through. Darn. Uh, it's a good try. Yep. I tried. And, uh, but it doesn't look like uh, Zog is dead. It looks like he kind of took a wound, uh, and it just sort of is grinning and bearing it at the moment. Uh, another javelin comes in his direction. Again, it's at disadvantage, and it misses. Uh, then one comes in your direction, Evelyn. Um... And that's going to be a 19. Ah! Disadvantage. Okay. Uh, you take six points of damage from the javelin. Ooh. Yeah, they suck at those javelins, all right. <laughs> a, second one, a second one will come for you and miss. And a uh, one will come for, two will be aimed at Paulton, even though he's invisible. Uh, one of them, Paulton, you heard it whistle through the woods, uh, coming not even close to you. And the other one did no better. Uh, Diath, you're kind of up in the tree. Um, you've got cover, uh, so that improves your armor class by two. 
a couple javelins whiz past you, but none of them come close to hitting you. And the two remaining javelins are targeted at Strix. One of them goes way wide. And another one, Strix, sticks in the tree next to your chest. And that takes us to uh, you, Evelyn. What would you like to do? Uh, I fly toward them, like up. Yep. Not like directly. Well, yeah, I do. I go like, if the orcs are here, I like fly up to the line here and I'm okay. like, you better just stop throwing those javelins at my friends or I'm going to be forced to use my axe on you. And I really don't want to. I'm sure that we could get along if we just talk about this and we're all servants of the light of Lathander anyway. So I'm just basically like holding action with a okay. uh, lightfall. So as you make a steady ascent to keep a, a safe distance from them, how close do you want to be to them at the end of your uh, light? How far was I from them? So you were about 100 feet away, and with your wings of flying, you've got a speed of... Uh, don't remember. Uh, it's like, it's like yeah. as fast as I can walk or a little faster. Uh, yeah, you've got a... Uh, you have a flying speed equal to your walking speed, which right now, because you are half speed, um, you would have to use your entire movement to basically go 30 feet. Okay. So I just kind of go yep. at a, you know, 30 feet at an angle. Yep. That won't get you above the tree line, but it will get you close enough to them and make you a more visible presence. Okay. And then uh, Strix. So you can't see Paulton, but you kind of know where he is. You can kind of see Diath up in the tree, and you know where Evelyn is because she's calling out to the orcs and telling them to behave themselves. Mm. And I can see the I can see the orcs. Like you can all see the them. line up of orcs, <laughs> just a line of them, uh, about a hundred feet away. Nice. <clears throat> I'm gonna just straight up firewall them right in the face. <laughs> right. I feel really good about it too because I'm angry that they almost hit me with their stupid stick. And we're cold, so. A a fireball uh, detonated sort of in the middle of them uh, can hit six of them. Perfect. Good enough. What's the save, DC? Um, uh, Hold on. I don't know where my fireball card went. Oh, Oh, for me, you mean my save, DC. Yeah, what's your save, DC? Uh, 14. Okay. Uh, all right, and you can roll damage. All right, cool. Let me get my D6. First fireball of the, of the yes. thing. Just right in those orcs' face. They're early. Yep. Right. Five, four, and two. Five, four, and two. And, uh, oh, six, four, and three. Okay. Uh, five and four. And nine. So that's going to be uh, 24 and nine is 33 points of damage. Nice. All right. That. So half of them failed uh, and get uh, immersed in the blossom of flame that erupts from the ground at their feet. Surprise. Yes. I'm Nailed just it. yelling like, I just that's wanted brunch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so... Um, much to these orcs' chagrin, even the ones who save are so consumed by flame that they drop in and uh, fall into the snow as burning corpses. So six of them are dead. 
I told you that was going to happen if you kept hurting my friends. <laughs> May you be welcomed into the light. That's not what I did. I killed them. <laughs> and uh, the dwarf just, you know, the fireball reflected in his dark eyes just says, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> And that brings us back to Diaf. Well, I was going to do something real cool if it came this way. <laughs> <laughs> How tightly packed are these trees? Am I able to get from uh, branch to branch to make my way towards them by chance? Or is it too open? No. Uh, you might be able to do that once. Um, but after that, they no. generally the, the trunks are about 20, 30 feet apart. Yeah, I figured. All right. Um, I must chill right here. Okay. If they come charging, I'm a, I'll be ready for them. Okay. So, so uh, I have it actually ready where if they come uh, near by me enough, like underneath me, I'll, I'll do a thing. It'll be sweet. Okay. All right. We'll hold our breath. Yep. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, so, Dalton, <laughs> you're behind the tree. Uh, you still got your little burning torch and your wine flask. Um, what would you like to do, if anything? They're still uh, still same distance, yeah? They are. Okay. I, too, was hoping they would make an approach, but that changes <laughs> things. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, I'm going to cast a hypnotic pattern on them. Okay. What's the range of that? Uh, 120 feet. Excellent. Okay. Do, 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 do. There we go. Uh, weaves through the air inside a 30-foot cube within range. So um, since Strix killed a bunch in the middle, you can either take the two on your far left or the two on the far right. Mm, let's go Let's go left. Okay, those ones are a bit closer to you. All yeah. right, and they have to make a wisdom saving throw. Uh, what's your saving throw? Never mind, they both failed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fantastic. All right. And so, uh, as a consequence of their failure, they are charmed by you for the duration. Uh, while charmed, they are incapacitated and have a speed of zero as they gaze at this hypnotic lights that have uh, materialized before them. Hey, this looks cool, right? <laughs> Is that all of them? Uh, so there are two left um, that aren't in, within the effect of Paulton's hypnotic pattern that are still fight-worthy. Um, uh, Evelyn, I'd like you to make a perception check. I'm usually not very perceptive, Chris. <laughs> Ten. Okay, you're right. <laughs> they are still on fire. <clears throat> Those are orcs. They <laughs> yes. are fighting. And, uh, the dwarf, uh, now, seeing that the uh, two of the orcs are bewildered and uh, six of the orcs are flaming pyres, looks at you and he says, you, or sorry, not uh, you, uh, Evelyn. He looks at the, at, uh, the rest of the party, Strix and Diaf in particular, and says, I uh, got uh, these uh, ones. <laughs> and begins stomping. Stumpy legs through the snow toward the two remaining <clears throat> Uh, and he's able to get um, uh, 40 feet closer to them. So he's about 60 feet away. 
like to imagine he's got his warhammer out and says to like the hop back and forth. Is it just <laughs> yes. at that point in time, the two remaining orcs not wanting to get fireballed again, uh, forego their remaining javelins, uh, pull forth their great axes and charge down the escarpment toward the dwarf. And uh, they are able to close the distance um, using all of their action and movement. So you just see this screaming dwarf, ah! <laughs> screaming orcs, <laughs> basically to a head. Cool. <laughs> oh, he's going to die. <laughs> yes. It was sweet while it lasted. Don't let him die. He knows where we can get warm. <laughs> how, much, how much closer did these orcs come now since they've met this dwarf halfway? Uh, they are now 40 feet away from you. I could probably make that work. Okay. <laughs> uh, Evelyn, you didn't see where this effect came from, but a ghostly spear appears in the air next to you and attacks you seemingly of its own volition. Like jabby jabby by itself? Yep. A phantom spear. Not that! <laughs> All right. I can't block it or anything? Uh, well, your AC comes into play as normal. It's making an attack against your armor class. Uh, it rolled a 16. But you... I use my Wonder Woman bracers. And... Yep. <laughs> All right. You deflect the uh, ghostly spear, uh, and it's, it remains floating next to you uh, in a provocative, attacky manner. Um, <laughs> You think, you get the sense that this is some sort of magical effect or spell effect. Do I know if orcs do magic? Um, you could make a, I'll let you make either a intelligence history or intelligence nature. Let's go with history. Yeah. Um, actually, I'll even let you make an intelligence uh, or a, sorry, a intelligence religion check if you want. Uh, which is better? History and religion are both the same. So oh, okay. So what else? Well, very good. So uh, you are vaguely familiar. With, you're familiar with the spell. It's called Spiritual Weapon. It is a favored spell among clerics. And um, if there are spell casting orcs, they tend to be shamanistic, and they tend to worship a god named Groomsh, uh, orc god of battle, a one-eyed orc god of battle. If this is you, Grosh, Evander is going to have a word with you for <laughs> that way. But you do not see the caster. And uh, at this time, uh, it is your turn, Evelyn. Now, you know that this is a spell effect. You can't really do any damage to it. Even with a magic weapon or anything? You could dispel it if you had to dispel a magic spell, but it's, it's like... It's not substantial, and your attacks would just sort of pass through it. I guess I just charge away from it, like down over the orcs, looking for okay. if I see the spellcaster. Okay. Uh, you can make another perception check. Come on, big money. <sighs> of course not. That's a 10. You do not see the spellcaster. Of course. All right. Um, but now you're sort of flying over the orcs and the dwarf. Yeah, I mean, I suppose, do I still have an action at that point? Uh, you were using your action to try to find the spellcaster. Okay. Strix. Uh, mm -hmm. The only threats that you can see are the two orcs that have just sort of collided with the dwarf. 
Oh, geez. Uh, and I don't see the I don't see the uh, the javelin messing with Evelyn. Uh, you would see the uh, spiritual weapon effect, yes. Okay. Because um, it's kind of following her. Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and cast a see invisibility on myself. Okay. To see if I can see if there's any if I know it's a magic effect and I can't see the caster, I'm gonna see if I can see them around me or Evelyn. Right. Okay, uh, when you cast that spell, it has a duration of one hour. It does not require concentration, and you see invisible creatures as if they were visible. Uh, you can make a, uh, a perception check to see if you could spot the caster. All right. Oh, don't do too bad now. Uh, 13. You do not. Oh, All right. I was ready. I like was readying a snowball to throw it at it. <laughs> so you just see me holding a snowball, like You're I'm just gonna get a snowball. Yeah, All right. yeah. Better save this for later. Right. Yeah. Uh, Dia. Yes. Your turn has arrived. Great. Um, Five forty feet away. I sense another presence of orcs aside from the two fighting the dwarf and the two mesmerized ones. Mm-hmm. All right. So the ones fighting our little dwarven friend. Are they close enough that I could say, run down a branch, jump off of it, and come up straight down with a sword onto one of them? No, because you have uh, suffered the effects of the extreme cold. What if I dash using my cunning action? Uh, so that would effectively double your move. Uh, they are 40 feet away, and you would have then a total move of 30 feet. Damn it. <laughs> You're not Naruto enough. <laughs> Damn it, Nate. That makes it worse. <laughs> All right. Well, I still have a height advantage. You do. Just the idea. I'm sorry about that beeping. That's me. Yeah, no worries. Uh, Is your house burning down? No, I think that's the electrician backing out to make sure our house doesn't burn. Oh, okay. All right. So, idea is uh, from up here, ultimate cover. <laughs> Take out the throwing dagger. <laughs> uh oh. Okay. First dagger throw of the year. Yeah. Whiff. These orcs are wearing thick hide armor. <laughs> and they're also beeping. This always goes well. And they're backing up. Yes. Oh, no, Jared. No. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Uh, two plus. <laughs> Four, six. All right. Uh, you hurl the dagger, and somewhere <laughs> somewhere behind the orcs, it just sort of goes poof into the snow. <laughs> oh, it's going to take me forever to find that. <laughs> Good try, yeah. though, Dion. Damn We're it. We're getting better, I'm sure. Okay. Uh, Are you aiming at the snow? <laughs> yeah, you got the snow good. Why do I hang out with you guys? <laughs> uh, Paulton? Here behind the tree, you see the orcs are about 40 feet away from you, engaged in combat with the dwarf. Cool. So if they're 40 feet, then I'd be able to move 30 and hit them with something with a 15-foot range, right? Uh, yes, you would. And obviously that would, um, your concentration on the hypnotic pattern would end and it would just play out. Fair enough. And uh, the ones near me are going at it with uh, with our new friend. Okay. Yep. But he's still, he's still looking, he's got some, like, pep in his step still. He's looking healthy, right? Uh, yeah, the dwarf was wounded by an initial javelin hit, but he seems to have a lot of vitality left. Okay. 
Uh, then uh, chaotic neutral. I'm gonna run up and thunder wave. All right, uh, Strix. You see these feet appear in the snow. Uh, they oh, I can see them because of my. Well, that's right. You've got your invisibility <laughs> thing up. So, yeah. You see, you see, shimmering Paulton run through the snow. <laughs> Uh, stop 15 feet away from the orcs and then blast them with a, a wave of sound. Ah! Oh, can I also cast... Am I able to cast that level two? Yeah, you sure can. Cool. Right. So the orcs make some saving throws. Uh, okay. They are both going to save and both take half damage from this. <sighs> Great. <laughs> Great. All right. So... But you are casting at a higher level, so you've got three dice. Half of 13. So six each. All right, they are blasted by it, uh, but remain where they don't get pushed back, and uh, they are both still standing. At this point in time, the dwarf will try to wall up one with his warhammer and succeed. Um, And uh, he bashes one of the sound-addled orcs and uh, kills it. Whoa. Oh, right in the skull. I'm not impressed. <laughs> uh, that leaves, I'm impressed. That leaves one orc, <laughs> that leaves one orc fighting, um, and it is the orc's turn. He is going to retaliate for his dead friend by attacking, oh my goodness, he rolled a natural 20 against this orc. Whoa. Okay. Cool. Um, that changes the complexion of things. Uh, Is our door friend just dead? (laughs) So much for that. Uh, your dwarf friend, uh, uh, lets out a gasp and, uh, sort of, uh, spins around and falls back into the snow. And there is a big, wide stream of blood that flashes out from his body and just streaks across the the white snow. That is not great. Am I still Uh, right next to all this? uh, You're 15 feet away from all this, yeah. I'm just like, oh, shit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, uh, This It almost almost looked like for an instant that the orc was going to take the dwarf's head clean off. Oh, Oh, shit. Um, didn't quite do that. And then uh, it is uh, Evelyn's turn. We really are bad at keeping NPCs alive. <laughs> you see, you see the dwarf kind of reflexively twitch in the snow. <laughs> see, at this point, we just can't get attached to anyone. Right. That's why I'm like observing with this kind of detached, like, huh. oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Even Evelyn doesn't care anymore. Evelyn's jaded. Game of dice. Uh, I go for the orc that just walloped him with okay. uh, with Lightfall. Okay. Newly enchanted Lightfall, yes. if I recall correctly. You pull out your daylight shimmering uh, super axe. <laughs> All right, and you descend upon this orc. Ooh, nice. Uh, 23. Oh, yes. So if I remember correctly, that means I do uh, D8 plus 4 damage plus 2D6 radiant damage now? Uh, so, um... Oh, gosh. 
That so, sounds right. Uh, yeah. So this your weapon now has the properties of a mace of disruption, which let me just look that up again. Make sure I get it right. Um, so uh, so when you hit a fiend or an undead, you that takes 2d6 radiant damage. Oh. So, um, uh, and you can cause the weapon to deal and to shed bright light. So it doesn't deal extra damage to the orc. Gotcha. The orc is neither a fiend nor an undead. Okay. I don't know. He took down the door. That was quite fiendish of him. That was very fiendy. He's, yep. Yeah. Uh, but I did eight damage. Okay, uh, that leaves a grievous wound on the orc uh, who looks like he can barely hold his axe and barely keep to his feet, but somehow, somehow, he has the will to stand before you still. Don't worry, you'll meet our Lord Lathander soon. Oh, stop. Wow. All right, at that point in time, the uh, spectral spear comes down and tries to impale you in the back, Evelyn. I uh, forgot time, about that thing. This time it's going to roll a 22. Oh, for heaven's sake. <laughs> uh, so, and it does 10 points of piercing damage to you. Ow! Stop that! It's like nothing to you, I think. It's, a, now, it's smarts. All right. Now, Strix, you're still kind of looking around, trying yes. to pay attention to where this effect is coming from, so I'll give you another perception check. In all of my fearful glory. Yep. Uh, all right, that is 14. You do not see what is causing this effect. Still got that snowball on my hand. Yep. And uh, Strix, you're up. All right. But the orc is still standing, correct? He is. Okay. He is barely keeping to his feet at this point. You think a snowball could kill him? Is it really? <laughs> Do it. Okay. I'm just going to pack. I'm just going to grab a little rock and put it in there and just go. Mm-hmm. All right. Going at him. Okay. <laughs> like one of those mean ones that you like, kids throw the rocks in them. Yep. Okay, so a snowball is an improvised weapon for you. So I'd like you to uh, make an attack roll. Just add your dexterity modifier to the attack roll and roll two dice and take the lower result. All right. Because you have disadvantage with improvised weapon. Oh, you got to do it. You got to do it. Uh, Twelve. All right. Um. All right, it, it uh, just whips past his eyebrow. <laughs> just missed him. I fail or, at everything. Or, or if you prefer, it might like hit him in the shoulder guard. Oh, yeah. I definitely want to hit him in the shoulder okay. guard. Well, yeah. I know who I'm not going to have on my snowball fight team. Look, D, if I hit him at least. He, you see him actually take the time out of his busy schedule to look at the shoulder <laughs> guard and then look up at you with this sort of like... Uh, <laughs> Confused, somewhat aghast. I'm going to give him a really rude gesture. Look. <laughs> and he just sort of, his lips curl up and he sneers at you. I'm going through all my sigil rude gestures that I've learned. Great. Chris, uh, chat is very adamantly reminding me that I have a second attack. <laughs> okay. All right. Whenever you want me to do that. Uh, you can take that now if you like. Quick, while he's distracted by Snowball. Yeah, yeah. I distracted him. That's what I did. Oh, that's exactly it. 22. You do hit him. Hooray. And I do eight damage again. All right. Yes, you spill his blood upon the snow and he falls dead at your feet. 
Oh, I was going to do a quick little prayer for him to Lathander and ask that he take his soul and turn it into something less distasteful. Maybe as help she, the door I, first. As she does that, I'm going to throw another rock with a snowball at okay. Evelyn. <laughs> well, we're not out of combat yet because, as you know, there's still a spectral spear attacking Evelyn. But, Evelyn, you a snowball whizzes over your head. <laughs> Now's not the time, Strix. We'll play later. All right. Uh, so, um, uh, we are at DF. Now, DF, um, I'm Jill. Uh, you too are aware that there must still be a threat present for that spear to be attacking Evelyn. Right. Come up here. Can I do like a, a quick scan of what's nearby? Sure. Make a perception check. Be like, what the hell? Who is still? Natural 20. Okay. So perception is 28. Right. Um, you see sort of um, about 60 feet away from you, uh, there appears to be another orc who is covered with uh, white camouflage. Ooh. Son of a bitch. And uh, right now the orc is crouching down near a tree and uh, kind of making a, a, a pointing gesture to indicate where the spear should attack next. Okay. Uh, that's just so far away for Cold yeah. DF. Cold <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's probably far enough away that I can't really shift between trees to move closer at all. Right. All right. Well, <clears throat> that's certainly way too far to throw a dagger. Even if it was. All right. Uh, I, I, I'm just going to, I'll just swiftly descend the tree. Okay. Uh, and having the knowledge that I do, uh, I'll point it out to uh, Strix right away to say it's, now, over there, the white cloak. And enough, well enough so that the rest can hear so that uh, we can start pursuing him as fast as possible. All right. I'm like, where? <laughs> DF is dropped the from the tree. Dropped, DF dropped from the tree and is kind of heading off in a direction. You kind of yeah. look in that direction, hoping <laughs> to see something, uh, but you haven't spotted it yet. I'm not moving fast, but I'm getting there. Right. Yes. Trudging is through the snow. Uh, Paulton? Uh, yes. You can see DF is going off in a direction and sort of indicating where this other spellcasting orc is. If you'd like, you can make a perception check to see if you see it. Sure. I'm going to give you advantage on the roll. Sweet. Uh, well, first one's 19. Well, there you go. Second one's two. You are able to see it, this camouflaged white orc. Cool. Uh, how far is he? He would be about... 45 feet away from you. Okay. Uh, And I see that uh, DF is going towards him. Yeah. Plotting toward him. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to try to hypnotic pattern him. Okay. Saving throw incoming. All right. Uh, What is that? Oh, that's, your hypnotic pattern seems to have spellbound him. Sweet. I just tell him he's like, That's awesome. All right, he's uh, distracted. Have fun. <laughs> Good. All right. Play nice. Uh, and because it has incapacitated him, uh, you see his um, spear just sort of discorporate and disappear. 
Excellent. Praise Lathander. Okay. Um, okay. So as long as long as uh, Paulton is concentrating on his hypnotic pattern uh, for up to and including one minute, this creature is basically incapacitated. So we're going to drop out of initiative. Um, is there anything uh, that you'd like to do, Evelyn? Yeah, I go lay on hands on our little dwarf friend. All right. How many hit points would you like to give him? Ten. All right. When you do, uh, his lungs fill with wonderful, wonderful snow and air. Uh, as he uh, inhales deeply and you see yes he in fact is still alive and as he lifts his head once more up out of the snow he says you are an angel not quite yet but i roll my eyes so hard that they just like practically fall out of my face <laughs> i i make my way over there and start you know really pathetically searching through the snow for a throwing dagger <laughs> <laughs> Just, uh, just yeah, make a uh, make a perception check to see. Oh, work. I've lose these things all the time, and like we don't have a whole lot of money. I don't want to buy any more. Oh, 26. You find it. Yay! Good. Got can it. I, can I loot the the shaman orc? Can I see if he has any magic stuff? Yeah. When you go over to him, you can see he's just standing there, looking at the lights. Mm. Um, uh, obviously entranced, slack jawed, his big tusks um, <laughs> just sort of hanging there. And uh, you can see that he's basically wearing what looks like a net um, uh, covered with bits of ice uh, that uh, he sort of made this camouflage cover for himself. It's pretty smart. Yeah, he, he does He does seem to be have a brain in him. And uh, when you search him, you can see that he has what appears to be a crude uh, amulet around his neck. It's held in place with a rope, and the amulet is just carved out of a rock. And it's kind of diamond shape and has a chisel mark in it to suggest like an eyeball. Ooh. Very, very I like crude. That. I like that. I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, when you pick it up, it weighs, it weighs like about five pounds. So five it's a little... pounds, I put it down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can also yeah. see uh, leaning up against the tree next to him is a very big spear, uh, the handle of which is wrapped in the skins of God knows what. Um, uh, the other thing you notice is, uh, that he does have what appears to be a, uh, kind of a crude wine flask on his belt, a good sized one. And, uh, that's about it. All right. How long can you keep him hypnotized, Paulton? How long does that last? Uh, about a minute. Yep. All I'll right. Quickly bind them. Okay. I'll take the, I'll take the wine flask and then bind his hands. Okay. Uh, that you're able to do. Do you want me to carry that amulet for you? Is it too heavy, Strix? I don't want it. It's weird and it's heavy. Okay. I mean, I like it, but I'm not going to wear it because it'll probably make my head sag because I'm yeah. real small. I don't it looks know. Like, <laughs> to you, Evelyn, it looks like a crude holy symbol. Would, does it cause any, like, do do I not like holy symbols of other gods or is it just... No. <laughs> no that, um, this one doesn't seem to have any particular... Uh, you don't have any aversion to it. It's just a representation of another god. Okay. I'm going to hand Paulton the wine flask. Be like, I got you a present. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> His favorite. You're like, orc wine. That must be good. <laughs> so the orcs that we're fighting, you said they were covered in like furs and cloaks and things. Yep. Anything yep. that we could use for warmth or to help keep us warmer uh, inside? As a matter of fact, I'm glad you mentioned that. It looks like uh, they they basically deck themselves out with all kinds of bearskin furs and wolf furs, so you can basically uh, pillage 
their their furs and uh, dress yourself up in some some warm right. apparel. It's not gonna smell the smell the best, but it's gonna keep us warm. So we'll, yeah, everyone it, put these on. It does not smell the best, but you're Everyone absolutely right. As soon as you put them on, you realize this is really the best thing to do. Yeah. It's like, oh. Trix will smell them and be like, oh, I don't smell anything. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> Evelyn pokes around till she finds the cleanest, whitest one, which is probably not very clean or white, but she very gingerly puts it on. Yeah, certainly the cleanest one, because um, you can't really salvage the burnt ones. Right. Uh, but you have uh, four others that have varying degrees of blood on them. Uh, but the, the shamans is pretty well intact. So, and it seems to be the nicest of the bunch, Evelyn. The one who's still alive. Yeah. Uh, I don't take it cause he's using it. Okay. <laughs> Fine, freeze. Right. And now that, uh, once the spell effect wears off and he's tied up, he immediately starts to try to pull and free himself of the bonds, even though he knows he can see you plainly looming over him. Just instinctively, calm down. Otherwise, we're gonna have to take your cloak and let me wear it, and then you're gonna freeze to death. So I'm sure that's something you don't want. I play. Uh, uh, you can see that he settles down a little bit after a minute of pulling valiantly against the uh, heavy ropes. All right, I'll take out the short sword and. You know, hold it to the throat, keep him threatened. And just like, well, hello there. Why were you chasing our friend? Rock, no wash. Anyone get that? Mm. No. I think he said he has a rock to wash. (laughs) (laughs) That's not her, too. (laughs) Oh, run, no rock. Oh, run, no rock. Yeah, shut up. Um, He's speaking Orcish, presumably, right? Yes. I don't. I don't know that. Anyone? I don't speak Orcish. Uh, our our Dwarven ally, since he has uh, had many run-ins with the Orcs, perhaps he knows something of their language. Maybe. Uh. Yeah, Zog will uh, come over, and he's still obviously sporting a very nasty uh, gash in his right. uh, armor. Uh, it's it's healed over, but he might actually have a scar. Um, uh, and uh, so he comes saunter or uh, you know stumbling over, and uh, he says, "He uh, hasn't said anything uh, worth uh, listening to yet. Uh, insults uh, mostly." Uh. That's very rude. We're probably going to retaliate. We have a tendency to do that. Not even sure if he understands us. What exactly is that you need from him? I say to the dwarf, asking him if he needs anything from the orc. Uh, the the dwarf uh, the, the dwarf says, "I don't need anything from him. They must have been following my tracks." <clears throat> what do they want from you? He says, "Probably my meat." They eat dwarfs? Yes, uh, These are a blood exa orcs. Uh. That is not acceptable. Well, can we All find right. somewhere warm? I'm cold. I agree. We'll deal with him first. And you know what? He's not our prisoner to deal with. So I'm going to leave this one up to you since he was your enemy. That makes sense. He says, uh, the dwarf says, 
Let us uh, try him to a tree uh, and let the predators uh, have him. Damn. Would you mind asking him if I could have his cloak since he's going to be dead soon anyway? Uh, The dwarf starts talking in orcish to the orc. And uh, you see, at this point in time, uh, something has dawned on the um, shaman. The shaman's become kind of quiet and still. He's just sort of looking at you with under his heavy brow, uh, watching you very closely, um, trying to understand what he's actually up against here. And uh, when the dwarf insists on uh, him on taking his cloak, uh, in fact, you're not even sure if the dwarf asked the orc. But the orc, the dwarf just starts removing the orc's cloak, but the orc does not seem to protest. That's so nice. Thank you. All right. See, everyone just basically has some good in them. Can I do an insight check to feel, see if I feel like the dwarf is lying to us? Sure. I don't trust him because he doesn't have sense or legs. Um, that's what is that plus again? The insight? Oh, whatever we. Uh, wisdom. wisdom. Right. Okay. Well, I don't know. Yeah. Wisdom. Uh, Twelve. Okay. Uh, you. You don't get the sense that the uh, dwarf is lying. In fact, the dwarf seems rather giddy about this uh, turn of events. He All thought right. it was going to be orc food and everything's gone his way. Um, you do get a slight sense that um, there is such kind of disappointment in the orc. Uh, you almost get the sense that the orc thinks that you're that depriving him of his furs is actually doing him a favor. Hmm. Something there, weird. There's something, there's something weirdly fatalistic about this. I think the orc wants to die? You sort of get that sense. Oh. Well, well, I don't know die. much so about Take his cloak, Evelyn. All right, thanks. I, I don't know like, much about says something. The dwarf says something else to the orc uh, that has sort of a gloating quality to it. And the dwarf starts laughing. <laughs> I don't really know much about orc customs. I don't know if they're like, do they get like dishonored or anything and prefer death over captivity or? Um, you, you don't know really uh, what's going through this orc's mind. Well, I, would, I would let him go, but I fear him finding allies and continue to chase us, especially how easy it would be for him to track us through this snow. Yeah. You know, generally when someone attacks us, they should expect that, you know, we're going to have to defend ourselves. And if they're that mean and the way they are, then perhaps they're better off finding the light of the morning Lord and being reborn into a new dawn. Okay, time to leave. <laughs> All right, so uh, what's the plan with the orc? What have you guys decided to do? I will let the dwarf pass judgment onto him to have him do what he sees fit. Yeah, the dwarf would like to have the orc uh, tied to the tree and left. All right. All right. Let's do that. Let winter I'll, have him. I'll use uh, some of my rope. Okay. Cut off a, a half of it. And yep. He's got to tie this orc around a tree. And, and, uh, given the, and the dwarf says, given the orc's predicament, <clears throat> he's more likely to freeze to death before he's eaten. But whatever. Good. Tell him time that. to think about his actions. Oh. Cool. I say a little okay. prayer over him as I leave. May Lathander bless you as you pass into the light. Awesome. 
Okay, uh, and you leave the orc behind. Uh, once you're kind of now bundled up in your furs, uh, you do feel you don't have to make any more uh, immediate checks against the extreme cold, uh, but you might want to keep your torches handy if you still have them. Yeah. All right, and the orc or the dwarf says, uh, "My name is Zog." Nice to meet you, Zog. You uh, mentioned earlier that you're on your way to a ranger camp of sorts. May we accompany you? Yes. There is a ranger a lodge by the frozen lake. That's great. We He's desperately dead. need safe shelter for the night. There is a blizzard coming over the glaciers to the north. We need to get there before we get lost in it. Also, uh, Zog, where, where are we? <laughs> he says... They're in the cold wood. I could have told you that. I mean, like, where, where, like, what world? Like, where, like, she stomps in the ground, like, where? (laughs) (laughs) He says, you're in the land of Lurar, but also known as the Northern Silver Marches. Oh, I think we're home! (laughs) Good! Oh, my gosh. Oh, But we're not home. But... You are obviously very powerful. I could use your help. Well, we could use a lodge to stay in. So I think there's a mutual benefit that we could have here. If you could lead us to a lodge, we will listen to your plight. Yes, uh, I will lead you to the lodge. He says, uh, and he goes over and picks up the bundle that he dropped and kind of rewraps it. And as you take a closer look, they're not crutches, they're stilts. Hmm. Uh. Dwarf on stilts is a funny image. <laughs> uh, you like see, he's you see one, one of them looks like it's busted or it's broken. Yeah. It sort of hangs kind of limply, whereas the other one's rigid. Um, but he picks it all up. He bundles it all back up in his blanket and slungs it over his shoulder. And he's still got his big backpack on. And he's put his hammer away. And he starts to trudge on his stumpy ankles uh, through the snow. How'd you lose your legs? <laughs> Okay. Just, oh. <laughs> I slipped and I fell. Oh, okay. One of my stilts is broken. No, I mean like originally. Like where where did they go? Oh, the frostbite. Ah. <laughs> okay, let's get to the lodge. It's ah. brutal. Okay. Just starts walking faster. Like. <laughs> All right. That felt uh, like it could have been a cool story. <laughs> <laughs> No pun intended. Uh, So you come to the frozen river uh, as Evelyn expected, and uh, you follow that river down to a great frozen lake surrounded by woods on all sides. (laughs) And on the very far side of that lake, you can just make out some sort of structure, house, good size, a decent sized one, not a small teeny weeny cabin but a, a fairly large, steep-roofed cabin. And it's got snow clinging to that roof. Um, but there doesn't seem to be any hint of activity. It looks like a, an old, kind of almost like Viking lodge. Um, and it's on the far side of the lake. So he begins to make his way across this icy lake, and you see almost immediately he has a few problems, balance-wise. Because he's just walking on stumps, basically. And then the, his, his leg stumps are bundled up, like he's wearing almost like little sacks oh. around them. 
uh, tied tied off. <laughs> Uh, but he does he does have a little bit of problems and so he's moving very slowly very cautiously very his legs very close together like tick, 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 tick. no <laughs> you him land his back and push him like a curling iron oh no <laughs> can we put him on morning glory so i was just going to say zog do you want to ride on my horse morning glory here i've never been on a horse before well there's a first time for everything okay <laughs> let's do it now <laughs> give him a boost up all right. This dwarf is like, oh my God, he must weigh like 260 pounds. He's like really <laughs> dense. The spear is like struggling to get him up there. And he kind of gets up and then he kind of goes over the other side. <laughs> <laughs> You're just sort of lolling him back and forth on this horse. Fortunately, uh, Morning Glory seems to be uh, pretty sure-footed even across the, the snowy ice of the lake. That's because laughing. she's an amazing spirit horse. Yep. And as you make your way across the lake, you can see the blizzard coming down from over the northern glaciers and mountains. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's going to be upon you in about an hour or so. So you're making good time and you'll have no trouble getting to the lodge. When you get about halfway across the lake, you hear those sort of dreadful sounds uh, that happen when you're walking across ice of unknown depth. This sort of... This is fine. We're fine. <laughs> Everything's fine. fine. I am light-footed. I'll be fine. Um, Although I will say, does Morning Glory weigh anything? Uh, yeah, it's the horse has weight, but it's distributed. Okay. Um, <laughs> Wouldn't that be go, funny though? <laughs> can we go faster? Real careful, everyone. All right. Uh, so as you shimmy across the ice and cracks, deep, deep, deep cracks seem to form across its surface now and then. I'd like you all to make perception checks. I also float along behind Strix and try without her noticing to grab like one of these strings or rags that's coming off the back of her cloak. So just in case she were to fall through the ice, <laughs> I would have my, cause I'm flying with like my flying boots. So I'd just like have her hovering just in case. So I'm just holding onto a little like leash on Strix without her noticing if I can. Okay. I think it's a bug and I'm just like. <laughs> it's a perception, right? Perception. Uh, 19. For once, I actually perceive something. I got 19, too. Excellent. You do. I got, I got a three. Strix doesn't see it. <laughs> uh, 14. Busy with the bug. Paulton sees one thing, but not the other. All right. Uh, so, Paulton, Diath, and Evelyn, as you're making your way across, uh, and the dwarf is really just sort of grabbing onto the mane of the horse to keep himself steady, because um, he does feel odd not being on his feet. Um, uh, the three of you notice uh, on the to your right, uh, where the river, the frozen river, kind of flows out of the lake. Uh, you see a creature just sort of watching you, um, not threatening in any way, and and really quite distant. He's about maybe 150 yards away, but it's clearly a bear, which has the head of an owl. <gasps> Yeah. No, probably best if we don't <laughs> that. No. Oh. He's chilling. He's just chilling. We'll let him chill. That's him. Um, oh, I love him. Look at him. He's my favorite uh, yeah. monster. You're getting excited yeah. for the wrong reasons. <laughs> um, and it's got the look of a creature that, you know, came to the lake to maybe scoop out some fish or something and realized, oh, yeah, it's winter. Um, <laughs> and it's just sort of staring down at the lake and kind of looking across the lake at you. Um, but in kind of a non-threatening, sort of passive way. 
Strix, what if we could catch it and tame it and then you could ride it? Uh, I would no. love that. Focus. We're getting to the watch. We don't freeze to death. We're not going to have a wild owl bear in there with us just so you can pet it. Strix is just imagining like, this glorious riding into the sunset on top uh, of the owl bear. Of course. Like, ah! Yeah. Come on, Diaz. We just beat Strahd. We got to celebrate a little bit. Yeah. Her celebration is sleeping in a warm place tonight. The only thing that the owlbear does as you cross the lake is it kind of makes its way down to the, the lake itself and just kind of paws and scratches at the ice. Uh, but that's it. Um, oh, he can't find food. We should help him. It does seem like a very sad thing. Oh, no. Is he home? Oh He's hungry. Really? Quick. How about it is, it is around this time when Strix, Evelyn, and DF notice that there is another creature in the area flying high overhead. Um uh, uh, sort of moving through uh, low clouds. And it is a gigantic white dragon <laughs> oh we should pet it and tame it and then we can ride it you guys wouldn't that be great get the watch <laughs> if someone could point this leave. out to me it would be much <laughs> <laughs> they're like let's see how long it takes for Paulton to know <laughs> flying overhead. Uh, and it seems to be heading in the direction of the blizzard we can't leave Strix's pet owlbear out where the dragon could eat it. But you guys are like like dark figures in the middle of this white, flat, completely open expanse. Oh. Move. We're moving. Slowly still. Slowly and carefully. We're getting to the lodge. We're safe okay. from the lodge. We're safe from the lodge. All right. Ignoring the sounds of the ice below for fear of the dragon above, you hastily shimmy across the remainder of the lake. Uh, to the point where you can now get ashore and make your way up through the snow, which is heavier here. When you get closer to the lodge, you notice some distinguishing features. First of all, it kind of looks like that. How quaint. Yeah. Uh, there are some, amid the snow-covered surroundings, you see there's a hole punched through the roof of the lodge at one point. You're not sure what made it, but you assume it was something heavy and large. You also notice scattered around the lodge large boulders that are not covered with snow. Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm sure this is great. <laughs> <laughs> this place looks welcoming. Um, there is no smoke coming out of the chimney and no hints that anybody's present. The door to the lodge is wide open. Oh, just you make your way up through the crunchy snow. Uh, other than some uh, distant owls, you hear nothing. Maybe it's so warm in there they had to crack the door to let some cold air in. <laughs> Hopefully. Hold on here for a second. You see that the dragon has altered its course <laughs> away from the blizzard and is circling back around toward the lake. No, the owl bear! Oh, no! No, us! Everyone in the lodge! Uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna get up to the lodge and actually poke my head in yeah. real quick just to see if there's anything in disarray. If there's someone in there or weirdly trapped, I don't know if people would do that. I don't think that'd be the case, but just to be sure, it's safe for all of us. All right, uh, you can see that um, the when you look through the open doorway, it's one big large room inside uh, with high rafters. 
and there is a fire pit uh, or sort of a, a fireplace toward the back of this place. There is also a long table that sort of dominates the middle of the room with benches along its sides uh, in almost like stall. There are stalls off to the left and right. Uh, they could be used for horses or they might actually double as sleeping stalls, but you see they're full of hay, uh, fresh hay. Uh, and the smell of hay and the smell of smoke and uh, old burnt meat uh, fill this place. You can also see that there is light coming in through the big hole in the roof and a large boulder sits in a smashed up section of this room. Obviously, it was the thing that punched through the ceiling. Something must have thrown it or dropped it. Wonderful. All right. Uh, but you see no evidence of anyone present. All right, this is the warmest that will be for the night, so everyone get inside. What right. about the owl bear? He's Strix, been out here far you. longer than us, so I think he'll be okay, Strix. We'll see him in the morning, okay? Okay. Just get in. All right. <laughs> All right, you pile in. just reduce him and have a little owl bear. No, that's not how it works. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yes, so uh, mean. <laughs> those of you who are sort of kind of looking around the surroundings can see that uh, all around the lodge as well, you see evidence of uh, oversized footprints. How oversized? Um, footprints uh, of, of such size that they would suggest a humanoid creature of elephantine proportions. There be giants. Are they living in this house, maybe? Does it look like someone's been living in here? Uh, it doesn't look like anything that big oh, good. Um, has been rooming here. Uh, amid the giant tracks, and they're, they're all over the place, um, uh, obviously, and there's, they have very wide strides. Uh, you can see what appears to be a normal set of tracks uh, um, uh, leading around the back of the lodge and away off into the woods. Can you I, get the impression that whatever made those tracks was probably human-sized and was probably running. Can I ask our, our dwarf friend and just be like, hey, uh, just have you seen giants around here? And he said, uh, you, you see him say, oh, yes, yes, I have. Great. And he says, that brings me to why I could use your help. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> nope. And why says, is that? He says, I have to uh, deliver a messenger to the king of the... He says, uh, to the king of the citadel. Who's that king? What's his name? Harnath of Adbar. Harnath of Adbar. What message do you need to bring him? He says, it is a message uh, for his ears uh, alone. But it, it, it involves the giants. Are the giants a problem around here? They are uh, now. What about dragons? Do you have a problem with dragons like that one? He says, 
The lizards are always a problem. <laughs> the lizards. <laughs> <laughs> this is serious. Don't giggle at that. <laughs> uh, once he's in the lodge, you can see you can see he kind of throws his big pack off his shoulders and kind of heaves it up on the table and starts emptying out stuff. And you can see he's got a shit ton of pots, pans, provisions, and other things that he's just sort of arraying out. It looks like he's getting supper ready. Oh, that's oh. great. Because we actually didn't have a yeah. great food solution. <laughs> He says, I got you covered. Uh, I'm going to whip up something tasty and good. Uh, is that uh, with... Hope so I know says, you like a gas? Like what? Gas? Gas? Is you like a dwarven gas? Okay. Love it. Uh, <laughs> if you plan on doing that in here, you're going to have to go outside, mister. Oh, I mean the food. Uh, oh, yeah, sure. Uh, uh, yes, sir. Uh, yeah, well, is dwarf for food. Yeah, happily, please. I didn't know that. Gas is right. dwarven for food. That's, that's uh, it's nice of them to leave us some fresh wood. Uh, and he starts to shove wood into the fireplace and try to get it lit with his tinderbox. Yeah, let's all uh, get a fire going and get ourselves warm. I know a boulder fell through it. Uh, <laughs> He's just sort of striking the tinderbox. He says, I kind of suck at this. Uh, Oh, I'll, I'll help him. I'll, I'll do a little like boop, like fire. Yeah. Right. You just light your finger and light the flames and off you go. Yeah, you look at the boulder, DF. It, it came crashing through the roof and obviously just landed here. It flattened part of the, there, there's some uh, walls that divide the inner stalls and one of those walls just sort of lying in flinders underneath the wreckage, but you don't see any evidence that it hit anybody. Okay. There's no real good way that we could possibly repair this roof to make sure snow doesn't get in. Um... That would be uh, 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 quite a bit of work at this point. That's yeah, um, not worth it. It's not my lodge. Yeah. And it, it, <laughs> even it, and the, the lodge is of a good enough size that even if the snow were to come through here, yeah, it'll be cold, but you're not going to get buried. Okay. Still better than being outside. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We could turn the boulder into a furnace. We could just build a fire all around it and heat up that rock. Or, you know, if we had someone that could, you know, make a hut. At some point, <laughs> I'm sure that would be useful. Possibly a magic hut. Possibly. I like the hut. The yeoman. The sweet shack. Mm, how well does your hut resist boulders? Mordenkainen had a mansion. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we could find out. <laughs> what was it that we were calling the the hut? It had a name. Holden's the waffle shack. Hut. Oh, yeah. the, waffle hut. <laughs> the what? Waffle hut. Oh, I thought it was something like Sweet Shack or something. <laughs> I, th- I thought it was Paulton's. I like Paulton's Waffle Hut. Okay. Paulton's Waffle Yeah. Disclaimer, there are no waffles inside. <laughs> Very misleading. <laughs> and uh, the dwarf says, I hope you like waffles because uh, that's all I have. Uh, that's not all you have. Shut You're up. Lying. <laughs> this is a lie. <laughs> The waffles are always a lie. He, he, he says, they're frozen, but uh, we will thaw them. How does this guy have frozen waffles? We're going <laughs> to die in here. We've been waiting this long for waffles and we get freaking Eggos. We don't even get enough Belgian. <laughs> I'm immediately suspicious. I know right. Boulder's coming. <laughs> I know <laughs> Right when he says it, I'm like, oh, here it comes. I'm just yep. going to go look out the door. Yeah. It lands on one side of the table, so just catapults all the dishes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So the dwarf gets to work on food. Uh, he's got um, 
he's got uh, he's cooking up the waffles he's got like a, a metal iron waffle iron that he can put out over the flames to thaw them out and of course he does yeah i'm sure we're gonna get to eat those <laughs> <laughs> and then you hear the blizzard uh sort of uh hit overhead and the snow begins to fall through the hole in the roof um but this this uh, fireplace is putting out a lot of heat and the, fi- the snow that and the wind that comes into the lodge doesn't seem overly bothersome as long as you continue to wear your furs. Uh, and the roof kind of is uh, um, becomes a sort of heat trap. Uh, and uh, you can lay claim to certain stalls as beds. Strix, you have no problem sleeping in hay or under hay if you prefer. Um, yeah. And there are plenty I'll of stalls, plenty of stalls for everybody. Uh, I just yeah. follow Paulton into his stall and try to like <laughs> lay down and cuddle with him. <laughs> I'm already in the hut. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Paulton's big ass hut is this dome of energy <laughs> that you can alter the lighting in. Just like plopped in the middle of yeah. everything too, just yes. in the way of everything. And it's, it's, temper- <laughs> it's temperature controlled, so the the elements don't bother you at all. There's like Netflix in there too. <laughs> sweet. Yep. Can any and, of us enter it or is it clo- closed off? Uh, so um, you can enter it um, if he, if Paulton is basically given, if you're, if you're in the effect when the spell is cast, you can come and go. The only one who can't come and go is Paulton because as soon as he leaves the hut, it collapses. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it doesn't look like he aims to anyway. Nah, uh, nah, it's nice. The dwarf will hand out on uh, his uh, little... Uh, tin platters, his uh, his uh, cooked waffles, and he's got syrup for them as well that he heats up over the fire, and he just drenches them in substance. Yeah, that's how it's done. Yep. This is sounding pretty tasty. Even starting to yeah, like every single it. one of those tiny pools of the waffle, the syrup, yep. and pure maple syrup too. Because back yes. then, I'm sure this like corn syrup crap. Exactly, exactly. So, it's like almost in tears of happiness. Just yeah, like the, the sweet sense just start to fill up the entire lodge, and you're just so happy, and you're so happy. Oh my god! Finally, everything's gonna be fine, guys. Um, off in the blizzard somewhere outside, you hear a distinctive call. Um, not the owls that you heard earlier, but the sound that's sort of like, "Ooh!" Aww. <laughs> Strix, that's your owlbear. And it sounds closer than you could have imagined, Strix. Oh, is there a window I can like peep up, like loggingly look out? Like, uh, there are no windows. The only places that you can look out is if you, uh, like, uh, maybe climb up on the boulder and leap up uh, through the hole in the ceiling to look out through the roof, or crack open the the front door. I'll crack open the front door. Or have an Evelyn uh, flutter up. Or yeah, she can Evelyn can flutter out of the hole and scoop um, around. Strix doesn't want to bother anyone. She right. just wants to longingly look out for an owl friend. When you look out, uh, you're struck by, you know, blustering winds and just a deluge of snow. It makes it really hard to see anything, but I will let you make a perception check to see if you hear anything. Oh, six. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I want to, I do want to flutter up and look though, because I, I hear what I think is the owlbear and I like really want to make friends with this owlbear for Strix. Of course. Uh, yes, you flutter up uh, up through the roof. Uh, again, your visibility is virtually nil in the blizzard, but you have good ears. Make a perception check. It's been 10, like three times in a row. Hmm. Um, you don't hear anything. Uh, the only signs you get that it's even in your area is when it makes that sort of Woo! sound again. Okay. 
Charge is like crying, like, I want to help you, friend. It's just out in the woods nearby or, you know, it's close. Just come join us if you need anything. No doubt. Uh, Well, it, um, after uh, maybe about an hour, perhaps because the smells of the waffles have permeated uh, outside at this point, uh, you do hear it make that sort of a, a growly sound again outside, and it is much closer. Can I leave my waffle out for it? Yeah. Okay. I'll, well, have we eaten the waffles there's yet? Like, there's like a sort of a snow... Well, he's got plenty. Um, okay. So you recall not too far outside the door was the snow-covered stump. You could sort of clear that off and leave a waffle on there. That's what I'm going to do. Okay. I'm going to do that. Uh, yes, you go out and immediately uh, your cloaks and everything are caught up in the stiff wind. And um, uh, you know, Mr. Stinky runs back inside. <laughs> and you, know. uh, you go out to the stump and you clear it off and you can't hear or see anything around you except the wailing of the wind and the snow just bashing against your face. I'm trying to be there with her. Okay. Yeah, you're, you're levitating, floating out there next yeah. to her, your little wings flapping. And then uh, you leave the, uh, the waffle out on the stump. Then uh, you, I guess you retreat back into Yes, quickly. Okay. And I lock the door and I'm like, DF, I'm done. I'm done, okay? I feel Are you? better now. Are you? Yes, I'm done. You're done? You're good? Yes, I'm done. Can we I sit down and eat some damn waffles? Is that okay? I don't like to see things go hungry. I'm just saying. I was All there. Right. Okay. No, You're I understand. You're a passionate person, Strix. That's why. Okay. Uh, gonna, uh, oh. But we should... Uh, go ahead. Go I was going to say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take my, my plate of waffles and I say, uh, what, what was the dwarf's name again? Zog. Uh, his name is uh, Zog Splintershard, uh, but he is often known among his fellow dwarves as Polynotos. We're going to go, oh, no. go with Zog. Just say Zog. He's, uh, he says, well, only dwarves call me Polynotos, uh, so you can uh, call me a Zog. Great. So these waffles, I, I like smell them. Yep. I'm just like, by chance, are these blueberry? Uh, what? Wh- wh- Blueberry. Uh, he, he sort of mulls that over for a second, like he—he's never he just, heard of a blueberry before. I scoff. I'm just like, of course. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's it. You're like, what milk were these made from? You don't want to know. Was the cow treated nice? <laughs> Is it right. from the barrel? <laughs> So I, like, if Paulton's holding waffles, I kind of have some waffles. I'm kind of looking around like, is this the moment that we finally share waffles together? Break bread, as it were, or break waffles together? It sure is, Evelyn. Let's take a seat, grab your knives and forks, everyone, and dig in. That sounds delightful. Let's sit together and just... So you're all sitting at the, t- well, maybe not Paulton because he's in his dome, but you're sort of sitting at the table and you're all eat, cutting up and eating your waffles, just kind of smiling at each other. Do we actually get bites of it? Are we actually eating waffles? Oh, yes, right? you are actually what? eating waffles. He loves eating waffles. How? Chat. I'm going to see this. I'm going to stuff like five of them in my robes. I'm oh. so happy I can cry. Oh I, I'm like, you've never seen someone eat as fast as Evelyn's eating. She's just like, as all manners watch. out the window. Uh, 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 yeah. Okay. World is uh, watching like. As you're eating, 
I'd like you all to make perception checks. Uh-oh. Poison waffles? You notice how delicious these are. You just... <laughs> 14. <laughs> no, they're not. They're not poisoned waffles. I got a six. Four. Okay. 20. DF. Yeah. You hear a scratching noise. At first, you don't even pay any attention to it because you're chomping and people are rattling stuff and the dwarf is banging his dishes and his waffle iron and all that kind of thing. And he's uh, making all kinds of noise and burps and belches and shit. Uh, but you, the scratching noise sort of finally catches your eye and you realize it's coming from uh, somewhere up the fireplace chimney. And to you, it sounds like something crawling its way down. I just suck it off eat, and I just can't even. Okay. And your mouth is like half full of <laughs> delicious, delicious waffle. I even do the thing, like I put the knife and fork down, take my napkin, like angrily throw it at the table, and like get up. <laughs> Dad's mad, guys. <laughs> Everybody else is confused. Zog looks at you with surprise, like, you don't like the waffles? Uh, I cannot. I was like, take over towards the uh, uh, the fireplace. I kind of look back, kind of like give a hand, kind of like a. Yeah. Uh, you can hear the crackling of the fire in the fireplace, and it's putting out a lot of heat. And uh, you hear even more as you, everybody else starts to shh down, quiet down, uh, the sound of something um, pulling itself or dragging itself down through the chimney. This is coming down the chimney that we have the fire at. Yes. Santa. <laughs> Santa likes his waffles. Uh, gonna very gently, slowly pull out the short sword. So I'm gonna turn into a noise. cloud. I'm a cloud. <laughs> <laughs> All right, a misty form of Strix appears. Evelyn's just like, uh, uh-uh, uh, and she just keeps eating waffles. Just <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the hut, and I'm just like, what's what's everyone? Freak. Okay. Whatever. I am going to. Uh, I'll, I'm going to get to like the side of the fireplace. Yeah. So coming down. If it comes out through that fireplace, I'll, I'll be like kind of, kind of off to the side of them. Ideally, just kind of watching and waiting while listening for whatever the heck is going on. Okay. Um, while you wait, and all you hear is the sound of uh, Evelyn. <laughs> She's in there alone. Everyone's like silent, intense, and delicious. <laughs> She's in there alone, like just eating waffles. No one is. Um, just like very intently, like nope, mm-mm, no. The, 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 mom, scra- the scratching noises in the chimney stop. Like it's either stopped of its own volition, or has become lodged or wedged in there, or something. Um, and, it, and you start to think, well, maybe maybe it's birds or or something have have taken to making their home in this uh, chimney. Um, and uh, just kind of listen to see if you hear any bird-like noises. I don't think it's bird. Strix, are you still a cloud? The cloud just like, like next to <laughs> And the, the fire continues to crackle and embers uh, go up into the, the flue and go up the chimney. And obviously there's a lot of smoke and stuff. So whatever, if there's anything in there, you don't hear it choking to death on smoke. I'll go uh, check as a cloud. I'll go whoop. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, As uh, Strix makes her way toward the chimney to go up it, suddenly there is a sound almost of something slipping and then a noise of somebody falling down the rest of the chimney. 
And when it hits the fire, there is an explosion of smoke and embers. And uh, a lot of the burning wood comes tumbling down out of the fireplace along with the creature that has slipped and fallen and landed in your midst. And you can see as soon as it came into contact with the fire, it caught fire. Its clothes are all burning. And when it stands, you see it's as tall as a child. And it is a construct. That <laughs> 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 looks like that. <laughs> what is that? That's Murderbot! No! And at, at first, it's just kind of like on all four. It sort of comes tumbling out uh, uh, like a kid who's just been caught um, in a place where it shouldn't be. And it kind of lands on all fours and then kind of stumbles to its feet. And you see its hat is on fire and its clothes are all burning away. And it's, it's absolutely covered, just black with soot, except for its eyes. <laughs> Fire makes it worse. <laughs> I stand up with waffles. And I spit them out. I say, Murderbot, no. Murderbot, stay. Murderbot, stay. All right. Uh, you see, it's just kind of like, like a panicked child, just sort of standing there, staring. And as it looks around, its head does a complete 360 oh, yeah. uh, to take in its surroundings. Hello. Murderbot. What would you like to do at this point? Stab it. Do you come no, it does what we say, Diaz. Just mm-hmm. give it clear instructions. Dark. They can they can hear me outside of the hut, yeah? Oh, yes. Can, no, what is murder bot? <laughs> yeah, I believe it listened to the instructions of one person. And I killed her. So... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Zog, we didn't kill anyone. I'm gonna... Zog is like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> That's what I'm saying, Zog. It's just a perfectly harmless little construct. Some sort of bladder puppet. I'm just, yeah, I'm just gonna like stand there froze. Like, just, oh, so you're not gonna like, strike Yeah, I'm like sword ready. He's like... Okay. I'm gonna. I'm gonna stay clown. I'm gonna do something. Okay. I'm gonna use uh. Um, I'm gonna use suggestion. Okay. On the robot. On the robot. Sure. Yeah. All right. So you cast a spell. And try to suggest. What is it that you'd like to suggest? You have you can basically suggest an action, or you know, a behavior. You should totally be our friend. <laughs> All right. And now he has to make a saving throw. Wait, we could have done that to the owl bear. Right? Oh my god, it's true. This is important. All right. Owl bears are people too. This thing could kill us. I mean, the owl bear could too, okay. but you know. <laughs> um, there's no way visibly to know whether your spell has taken hold. Uh, the creature does not immediately give any any sort of clues or signs of reaction, um, but it is neither is it aggressive. Uh, you can see that it, 
actually you do receive a few subtle gestures. It kind of, it's not quite as tense looking. It's shoulders sink a little bit and it just kind of now looks around more out of curiosity than anything, just silently turning its head around, looking at every nook, cranny, corner and crevice of this dilapidated lodge. And then it sort of go uh, dead ahead of him is the table and the cloud of Strix sort of hovering above him. And he kind of looks up at Strix. When when last we met Murderbot and he impaled someone, if I remember correctly, how did yeah, he, he do that? He shot a dart. So uh, he shot a dart out of his mouth and it struck a child in the throat and killed uh-huh. it. Dead. And Paul was trying to be friends with it. You can see that uh, it does have uh, tied to its little soot-covered belt what looks like a baton or a little uh, club which has candy striping around it. So it looks like a candy cane club. Um, awesome. And, uh, and whatnot. And he's, I, uh, yeah. I cautiously approach it and I take the fur that I was wearing and I just kind of like, it's okay, Murderbot. Just sort of drape this mantle over its shoulders, and it's kind of ridiculous because it's a big orc fur yeah. that's sort of hanging down, almost like a king's mantle across. And I, I wrap it like like the way that you. I'm trying to like swaddle this thing. I'm like right, right all the way around. And I'm just like. You see, it's just standing there. Kind of pat it. I'm gonna turn turn back into myself and get okay. behind Diet <sighs> and pull the puppet out and say, "You're trying to steal this." <laughs> Maybe, maybe don't show it to him. Yeah. I know he's trying to steal it. We might as well kill him now. That's what I'm saying. Let's, let's, uh, look, I made a friend. This doesn't happen often. So. Not if you're trying to steal this friend. The, uh, the, uh, murder bot sort of takes a few paces toward Paulton and kind of bounces against the dome of the. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Any friend of Paulton's is a friend of mine, and he doesn't look so. And then, uh, and then, as he's standing there outside the dome, Paulton, he just does this. <laughs> no, it's dead. It's dead. It's dead. It's dead. <laughs> and that's where we'll stop for today. Oh, oh, no. no, I don't like any of this. Oh, I am so pro Murderbot. I love Murderbot. I think he's. No. A- He's going to do our bidding. No, he's not. Yes. Tune in next week when we find out is Murderbot on the up and up. (laughs) No. Will our heroes finally get a death by doll? Find out. Now that our heroes have eaten waffles, will they have the will to go on? (laughs) (laughs) Are the veteran days complete? (laughs) All right. Uh, it's great to be back, you guys. A uh, ton of fun as always. Thank you so much. Awesome to be back. Yeah. yeah. I, I immediately had fun again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And you got back into your characters just like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Evelyn was still there. Yep. yep. Yeah, the moment you sure. miss a dagger thrill, Dieth comes back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, any announcements that uh, you all want to make before we call this episode a wrap? Sure. I'm uh, I'm playing another game right after this on twitch.tv slash misclicks, and we play second edition. And in that one, I actually play a bard who uh, is kind of a, I don't know, he's kind of a tortured emo, like, <laughs> I don't know, cross between Justin Bieber and Dashboard Confessional. <laughs> I don't know. He's, I approve. Yeah. 
does he play the synthesizer? Uh, no, he plays the hurdy gurdy actually. Oh wow! Close, close. Yeah, that's a tough instrument. Damn. Yeah, and he also is a uh, he's he does spoken word, which is like pretty uncommon in his region. So he's kind of a phenom. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. So I'm playing that right after. Cool. Um, I actually have a thing for once. Um, a game came out today called uh, 2064 Read Only Memories for the PS4, and it's also on Steam. And uh, I voice a character named Chad in that. So if you want to go check that out, uh, he awesome. is kind of an obnoxious little punk ass. So Aww, nice. <laughs> really fun. So yeah, check it out if you want. That's nice. cool. The only thing I got is uh, we have PAX South coming up at the end of the month, the last weekend of January. If you're going to be in San Antonio, uh, look for me. I'll be there. Say hi. I'm running a couple games. Uh, one is our first Acquisitions Incorporated PAX South game ever. Oh! <laughs> and the other is I am DMing uh, for a panel called Binwin's Minions, Binwin Bronze Bottom. Uh, everybody's favorite dwarf is spinning off into his own big deal. So tune in. <laughs> so, and I'll also be I'll also be boring you to death at the keynote. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hooray! Nice. And you guys should um, check out at cat underscore cosplay. They dressed up their cat as Strix, and it's pretty much the best thing. There's a cat cosplay of Strix, and it's amazing. So the good. cat yes. has little horns. It's just magical. Yes. The world can end now. Thank you. <laughs> I know. I was going to say, you you know you've accomplished something beautiful when, yeah. when there's yeah. a cat strix. Let's get yeah. straight as the person one. Okay. Only thing I've got is uh, I got to play the Nintendo Switch a few days ago, so I have a bunch of Nintendo Switch videos on my channels. Yay. Yeah. Right. Check them out and awesome. see you all next week. Yay. Hi, gang. We're back. Yes. Thanks for listening to this episode of Dice Camera Action with Chris Perkins. Don't forget, Chris and the Waffle Crew broadcast live on twitch.tv slash dnd every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time. For more information on the Waffle Crew or Dice Camera Action, go to dnd.wizards.com slash dca or head to the Dice Camera Action wiki at dicecameraaction.gamepedia.com. Until next week, happy hunting. Happy hunting.